world tried to burn all the mercy out of me But you know I wouldn't let it It tried to teach me the hard way, I can't forget it Driving down the coast again The pills are kicking in, the pills are kicking in She said I love you till I go What's up, Wolfpack? I'm Shane, and I'm your host on this little thing we call the Good Wolf Song. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, I want to thank you and welcome you. It is great to have you here. Thank you for tuning in. If this is not your first time listening to the podcast, I want to thank you and welcome you back. And I sincerely appreciate your continued support. Thank you for tuning back in and continuing to support the podcast. I hope that you're sharing this podcast with some people, friends, family, uh, random strangers by yelling it out a car window in traffic that they should listen to the Good Wolf song on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever they get their podcast, they should be listening to the Good Wolf song. I hope you're doing that. However you're sharing it, uh, just be sharing it. Share that good word. Share the positivity. That's what it's about. Grow this positive movement and I don't know, you know, treat people with a little bit of decency. Uh, it seems to be pretty important, and uh, especially this year. This is uh, being recorded on November 12th, 2020. And if you lived through this year, you know that it was a pretty rough year. This, this was a crazy year. We need some positivity in the world. You can be that. Which brings me to the challenge that I issue on every podcast. It's very simple. Have you ever been going along... Uh, throughout your day and you just think of somebody pretty randomly, uh, the strangest thing might remind you of someone from your past, whether, uh, whether it's somebody that you went to school with decades ago or it's an old coworker. Maybe it's somebody that you know in your life and, and that you talk to on a somewhat regular basis, but for some reason they pop into your mind specifically today. We've all had that happen, right? Well, I issue a challenge to you that when that happens, no matter who that person is, no matter what you think that they will think about you doing this, I challenge you to reach out to them. I challenge you to contact them in, in some way, and you can do it however you want, whether it's a, a, a text, a Facebook message, a, if you're so bold, a phone call, whatever it is, just reach out to them. And it doesn't have to be much, just, hey, uh, saw this thing, reminded me of you, or it's just as simple as, hey, you're on my mind. I really don't know why, but I hope you're doing okay. You have no idea what kind of positivity that can bring into someone's life. You have no idea how much difference that can make and how much positivity that that can that, that little seed can turn into and, and what a difference that can make. I will be so bold as to say, because I know from experience, that a simple text message a phone call, a Facebook message, reaching out whenever you are prompted to do it, reaching out at exactly the right time can literally save someone's life. Oh, now I know that sounds very dramatic. Now I'm here to promise you, I know for a fact it can save someone's life. I've seen it happen. I won't get into that story. That's a story for another day, but today is not that day. So Take this challenge very seriously. If someone's on your mind, do something about it. Reach out to them. Doesn't have to be much. Just do it. 
That's the challenge I issue. That's all I ask. That's the fee I ask for this podcast. I'm not running ads. I'm not, I'm not asking for payment. I'm not asking for donations. Just do the challenge and spread some positivity. You have no clue how much of a difference that can really make in someone's life. All right, I'm done preaching. Well, I'm not entirely done. I'm going to preach a little bit more, but I'm not going to preach about that anymore. What we're going to talk about today was uh, sparred a little bit by a conversation that I had today, a reminder of something from today, and it caused me to kind of uh, shift my thinking a little bit. Um, It brought some things up uh, from my past um, that uh, I've been really mulling over and turning over in my mind a lot um, over the last, uh, you know, quite a while, actually. Um, And it's not all happiness. It, 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 there's a lot of pain involved in this situation and in, in the events that, uh, that led up to the conversation and to, the, um, to, to just to the place that I've come to in life. Um, life's been a hard road, as it has for everyone. But this particularly reminded me and got me thinking about a trend that most of us have probably faced. It's not something that we like to face. It's not something we want to face. It's not something we should face if we're being quite honest with ourselves and with society. We should not have to worry about this, and we should never deal with this. But the fact of the matter is because we're human and because we're fallible and because we all do have that great fight taking place in us, there is a bad wolf in every single one of us. Every single person has that just like they have that good wolf. And it's up to every single person, every single moment of every single day to make the choice to feed the good wolf. That's what we're about here. We encourage that. We never forget that everyone's capable of great good, great positivity, great change. They're also capable of great evil, great hurt, great chaos. Every single person from the life convict inmate that was rightfully convicted that that did the crime and is now paying with a life sentence and the most seemingly righteous noble preacher they both have an equal capacity for good and evil as a human vessel that's a fact now yes there are mental problems there are psychological issues and, and we're not getting into that but but every person has the capacity for good and for evil. And you know what? That doesn't change when you walk in the doors of any institution. I'm going to use a church because that's what we're talking about here. We're not sugarcoating this. I make it known on this podcast what my particular faith is, but I try to present that in a way that offers you um, an insight, but never, um, never judgment, and never any any real push. I I want you to be able to come to this place, to this podcast, and learn something about the faith that I have. Hopefully, you can take something from it in much the same way that I took lessons as a former youth pastor uh, from from Buddhist teachings, um, from all sorts of of Eastern religions, religious teachings. Um, I took some from from Hindu and from Muslim teachings, and I and I would tell these stories 
to the Sunday school kids in these classes. And I would always tie it back to biblical teaching. And I did that to show those students that love is a worldwide concept. This book, this building, this church, this organization is not the only one that preaches love. There are differences, but it's important for people to understand that, and especially young people to understand that, because it's very easy to grow up in a tight-knit community. It's very easy to grow up in a small town believing that your way is the only way, and it's certainly the only right way, and to look at other people with a sideways glance. And yet, we see that all the time. Some of you probably would agree with me that we see it a lot from inside those religious institutions. I'm going to pick on the Christian church because that's what I associate myself with. It's not a surprise that there is uh, there's imperfection in this organization because it's human. If there was ever a perfect church, it quit being perfect the moment that one person walked in the door. That's just the fact of the matter. And I'm kind of I'm kind of stumbling around introducing this concept that we're going to talk about today, but but I'm trying to lay a little bit of groundwork here, and I, and I hope I'm making myself clear. You can't expect perfection anywhere you go, from anyone you meet, and certainly when you get a group of people together, you can't per expect perfection from that. But we have a problem in the church. We have a, a, a very real problem in the church as a whole, but we have... In, in the Christian church, if you don't know, there's different denominations, which is basically to say that uh, one group of people doesn't quite like one or two of the things that, that, that this group, other group of people over here interprets out of the same book, um, interprets from the teachings, the same teachings of the same man, which was Jesus. Um, there are different interpretations because there again, we're human and we interpret things differently. We have room for imperfection within ourselves. So, sticking with that principle and with that thought process, you have a group of people that are very, very bad about uh, cannibalizing each other uh, spiritually and emotionally and socially. You have a group of people that, whenever you're involved in this organization, you're, you know, quote, a member, which just means that you attend regularly in most circumstances. You can do everything, quote, unquote, right. You can keep up appearances and you can, uh, you can, you can live on the outside as a, a, a person that's pretty much got it together. We all know that nobody really truly has it all together because we know that we ourselves don't. We might be pretty good at putting on a front, but, but only you know you to the deepest depths. And only you know all the stuff you struggle with, all the pain that you carry around, all of the, all of the sin that, that you struggle with, all of the things that, that you do that you wish you didn't do, but, but you just, in the moment, there it is. We all have that, every single last one of us. And the problem with the church as, as an organization made up of fallible people is that 
we're all trying to keep up this appearance, even though a good church is preaching that no one's perfect, that we all struggle, we all fall short, we all fail. Yet everyone is really trying to kind of prove that wrong, aren't we? And if, if you've had experience with this, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, and you're kind of looking at it from the inside, I hope you can relate. Um, but stick with me. We all deal with this. So as a group, we're all pretty insecure, aren't we? When it really comes down to it. Now suppose that you have someone that they've been there for quite a while. Maybe this person's been there longer than you have. Maybe, maybe this person's in a position of leadership. Maybe this person uh, seems to have it all together. But then one day this person does something that just blows everyone's mind. It, it, it just you can't imagine why this person would do that. What they're thinking that it, it has to be, it has to be that they've completely lost their mind. And it results in this person leaving that organization, leaving that church. Maybe not leaving, quote-unquote, church, but leaving that particular building and not attending there anymore. And you'll have people that just say, okay, and let it happen, and they quietly walk out, and people keep to themselves, and, and those are the more private individuals. But you will have a lot of people that will spread rumors. You'll have people that will gossip. You'll have people that will give dirty looks in the grocery store. And let me just say, I haven't received that. I haven't been victim of that. Um, I, I've, I'm kind of talking about myself here because I've not been a perfect person. But um, if there's someone listening that... that believes that I'm dogging anyone particularly. I'm, I'm really not. I'm just saying this is a problem. Um, this is a problem with society. This is a problem within the church. And, and I'm, I'm using kind of using myself as an example here. But I do know of people that have been treated very poorly as a result of their decisions. Why is that? Well, in the Christian church, we are taught that it's not our place to judge. We're taught to not lean on the understanding that we come up with. the the No matter what a situation looks like, you don't know the full extent of it. And that's a lesson that I've taught on the Good Wolf song before, is that uh, no matter what you think, you really don't know what you would do in that person's shoes. And we forget that as a church. We forget that as people. And we have a tendency to kind of cannibalize each other, that whenever they mess up, we... Uh, we we sick them for it. Uh, you shouldn't have done that. You, you, what are you thinking? Whenever the reality of the situation is that you really have no idea what that person was thinking. When you ask that question, what were you thinking? It's always asked sarcastically, isn't it? It's always asked as though we know the answer whenever we, we really don't. But why do we do this? What is the real underlying reason of, of, of why this is going on. Well, I propose that it's all based in insecurity. I propose that whenever you have a group of people that are trying, and, and albeit earnestly trying, to live a good life, a, a purposeful life, a life um, under subjection, 
and under obedience to the word of God, to a, a holy scripture that teaches love and compassion and teaches to abstain from certain things, fleshly sins, desires, whatever, what have you. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure from the world. There's That's not easy to do. That It goes against what we want. It goes against a, a good feeling. It goes against the, the get it, touch it, feel it, have it now lifestyle that that we naturally want to live. It goes against self-preservation many times. Self-preservation is the first law of nature, right? It, that's, that's our survivalistic instinct. And a lot of spiritual teachings go against that. A lot of them do, not just Christian teaching. Any teaching that's based in love goes against that. Put others before yourself. But we are under tremendous pressure to to keep this up. And we're under tremendous pressure to keep up this front that we're doing a good job keeping this up. So when we see someone failing to do it, we we have a tendency to lash out to them. And I've heard this put different ways. In some circumstances, depending on what the issue actually is, some people will say it's jealousy that they didn't have the 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 courage to do it themselves whenever they really want to do the same thing that you did. I don't really know about that. Maybe that's the case sometimes, but I think it's it's more from an insecurity because like I said, only we know what we're truly going through. Only we really know the trash that's in our trash bin, right? The stuff that's in the bottom that no one can see. Then when the guests come over and throw their, their empty water bottle in your trash can or in your recycling bin, they don't see the stuff that's in the bottom of the bin that you threw in there a day or so ago. Only we really know what we really struggle with, what the junk that we have laid up in our lives. And we carry that around. We're not supposed to, but there again, we're fallible. We carry that around. So when we lash out at people, it's... It's because we're carrying this great weight. It's because we found fault in someone, knowing all the while that we have fault in ourselves. And we can't really figure out how to deal with that. You'd think we would, but we haven't. And we're not okay with that. The fact we haven't figured it out, that bothers us too. And so we'll lash out to people. We'll say some of the most ungodly things. We'll say... Some of the most shocking things will hurt people and never think twice about it. Maybe we won't even realize we do it because we're so caught up in our own crud and our own junk. But I want to encourage someone today. I, I, I hope you haven't experienced this, but I have a feeling that most of you that are listening to this can relate or have at least seen it happen. This is obviously a problem. But I propose it's the biggest problem that we face. I propose that, that the, the issues that you hear about all the time, the, the, the sin and, the, and the, the, the lying and cheating and, cheating and stealing and, 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 and lust and all this, I, I propose that that in and of itself is, is not the biggest problem we face. Now, yeah, that stuff will lead to the bigger problem, because we hide that up, we don't get it out of ourselves and, and we, don't, we don't get rid of it and then it, it stores up and we become these bitter people putting on a front. 
But as I got to thinking about this, I got to thinking about this podcast and, and how to say this and how to present this, I thought, man, you know, that's what it's about. It's about hatred for your fellow man because of the self-hatred we have for ourselves. We can't deal with the junk that we have stored away in our own in our own lives. We take it out on other people. And boy, howdy, whenever somebody messes up, even if it's one of our own pack, we cannibalize them for it. But what did, what did Jesus say about this? We're on the topic of the Christian church. We're poking, you know, we're poking at them, right? So let's see what Jesus said about it. Let's see what's in their book, in my book, the, the book that I subscribe to, right? Well, there's a verse in, in the book of Matthew. It's in Matthew chapter 22. It's verses uh, 36 through 40. The apostles asked Jesus, they said, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And it says, Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. He then went on to say, he wasn't, he wasn't asked, what is what are the first two great commandments? What are the what are the ones that we really need? What are the multiple commandments we really need to know? He they no, they asked, what is the greatest commandment? He answered them. He said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. But then he immediately went on to say, This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Unprompted, the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. If you've been to one day of Sunday school in your life or you've seen a television show with a Sunday school scene in it, chances are you've probably heard of what's commonly referred to as the golden rule. And what is that golden rule? It is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Well, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus said that all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. That basically says if you remember these two things, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So we're dealing with God, the supernatural. Now we're dealing with the human realm. What are you the most likely to take the best care of? Yourself. You're more likely to do more for yourself throughout your entire life than anyone else fall in love, fall out of love, go through those, 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 those times where you're smitten by someone. You say, oh, I would do anything for this person. I'd lay down and die for this person. That's, that's all well and good. And the Bible actually says, greater love hath no man than he that would lay down his life for a friend. But by and large, over the course of your life, you're more likely to love yourself more than you love anyone else. But Jesus is saying, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And all of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Love God. Love everybody the way you love yourself. If you do that, you're covered. If you do that, you're doing a good job. You're living life the way that Jesus himself wants you to live your life. Now, that doesn't really sound like the situation we've been talking about this entire episode, does it? That's because people are fallible. People mess up. You mess up. I mess up. Bad. <laughs> Everyone's going to. We cannibalize each other because of the pressure that we feel in ourselves 
And we've probably been guilty of it ourselves, too. At some point or another, maybe it's not a church setting, but you've probably been guilty of it. So, what's going on here? What is Jesus saying about this situation? And what are we saying on this episode of this podcast about this situation? Well, we're saying that if you're not treating other people the way that you would want to be treated in a situation, you're not loving them. And if you're not loving them, you're not following the greatest commandments. So, what is it that is the greatest attack, then, on humanity? One of my favorite lines, one of my favorite quotes of all time, comes from a movie. Um, and that quote is, The greatest trick the devil ever pulled is convincing the world he didn't exist. I tend to agree with that. But... I think that his primary goal is not necessarily convincing the world he doesn't exist. So I guess I disagree. The devil doesn't really care if you believe in him or not. That, that doesn't matter. The devil doesn't really care if you go to church or not. The devil doesn't really care if you believe in God or not. In fact, we'll talk about in a later episode why... It's better for him if you do believe in God. The devil doesn't really care if you read the Bible. The devil doesn't really care, care if you pray and talk to God. No, he doesn't really care about that. But if he can turn you against people, if he can create division, if he can create disunity, especially within that church that you go to, that's what he's interested in. When Jesus spoke these words, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and then he said, love your neighbor as yourself. And then he said, all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. If you think the devil's ears didn't perk up when he heard that, and he wrote that down, he took notes on that, if you think he didn't take notes on that, you're wrong, because he did. And he's done a darn good job proving that he listened to that day. And if you need any further proof, turn on the news. I don't recommend watching a lot of news. It'll drive you crazy. But if you need proof of this, turn on the news. And if you don't find proof of it on that news program you turn on, flip to a different news program and see how much they agree with each other. Or give me the name of the news station that you're watching, and I'll tell you which one to flip to to prove my point. Because there's a, you can tell the same story in two different ways, and cause division by telling it either way. Depends on who you're speaking to. Depends on the situation. That's another topic in and of itself. Having discernment in a situation that you're in. We'll talk about that a little bit later. But for today, I just want you to focus on realizing that, that all of these people are fallible. And, and I wanted to... That's kind of a running theme, right? In the Good Wolf song. In what we do in the, in the old proverb of the two great wolves everyone's fallible everyone makes mistakes does that give an excuse to to those church members or or to anyone not even necessarily a church member but just anyone does that give them an excuse to treat someone with hatred with judgment no absolutely it does not but guess what it's going to happen anyway and my goal on this podcast is not to 
eradicate that. It'd be great if I could, but my goal in this podcast is to reach you as my listener and get you thinking and realizing, you know what? Yeah, that's why that happens. Man, yeah. Okay. So I have a a real reason as to why this happens now, and hopefully it'll help you deal with it personally. Help you get through a situation where you just can't understand why people are being so so rude, so cruel, so unkind. And I hope you're not dealing with that. But if you are, then I'm very glad you found this episode. And if uh, if you're not right now, I hope you never deal with it. But if the day ever comes when you do, I hope you'll remember this episode. If you think this episode will help somebody that is going through that, that's kind of what this is about too. We spread this. That This is a, a tool for you to study up on this this podcast. And then if you come across somebody or especially if that one person comes across your mind and you think to yourself, oh, that person could maybe even use this, recommend it. Recommend it, because you might help them. I want to thank you for tuning in today. If this is your first time listening. I hope you enjoyed your first experience on the Good Wolf Song. If this is not your first time listening, I hope that this lived up to your expectations of this fantastic program. Share this with somebody. Share the good word. Share the good news. Share a little bit of love today and purpose tomorrow to get up and feed your good word.